Hey there, thanks for stopping by and checking out the Seasons Podcast with Riley Winter. I'm Riley, your host, a local portrait photographer in the Black Hills of Rapid City, South Dakota. I specialize in weddings, seniors, families, and headshots. I have been so lucky and blessed these last eight years of business, having met and photographed so many people along the way. I believe photos tell the story of a day, hopefully giving you a glimpse in that moment of time. But not everyone gets to know the personal stories of those I photograph, like I do. They see a beautiful portrait of someone or a couple on their wedding day, but maybe they don't get to know that person, who they are, the struggles they have, or the stories of how they got to where they are today. So I wanted to give and create a space to tell the stories of those I've met, to hear their point of view and see what season of life they're in now. I have a list of fascinating people and conversations ahead, so I hope you tag along and maybe one or more of these topics will relate to you in your journey. Again, this is Riley Winter, The Seasons Podcast. Happy Monday, guys. Thanks for stopping by. This week is so nice outside. The weather is beautiful. I hope you get a chance to go out and enjoy a little bit of where we live. My guest today is my friend and fellow wedding vendor, Tia Behrens, the owner and founder of The Barn Aspen Acres. Tia's story is a story of adaptation, learning from experiences, events, and the people and places around us. Tia and her beautiful venue have skyrocketed in the last few years, and the barn is one of the most treasured venues in the area. Take a listen, and thanks for stopping by. <laughs> well, here we go. You, you and I can talk for hours, but I'm glad that we're actually recording it this time. Maybe we can <laughs> help someone in planning something. Oh, yes. Um, so I thought I needed to get, you know, the other day I thought, I was like, well, I should get Tia on here because... We talk about this stuff all the time, and then maybe we should record it and actually benefit <laughs> someone else. So, guys, today my guest um, is my friend and fellow wedding, wedding industry professional, Tia Behrens, owner of the barn at Aspen Acres and Spearfish. How are you? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now you are All the people. All the people. <laughs> you are not from Spearfish originally. You're from Shadron. Yeah, I am. Tell everyone about growing up in Shadron. I loved it. Okay. Um, small town. Yeah. Definitely had like the freedom to go and hang out and do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Walk the streets. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. You probably yeah. could not do that today. No. Um, maybe changed. still in Shadron. Yeah. <laughs> not here. <laughs> but um, uniquely, like I had grown up with two brothers, one younger and one older. Okay. Um, and that was super fun. And then um, we had two younger half-sisters, and that was super fun um, when they came into the life. Um, But we also part-time grew up, I like to say, at Lake Angostura um, because we had a cabin there. So I feel like I was kind of integrated to a lot more communities than just Shattern growing up, um, which has really like given me an advantage to now living in Spearfish or in the Black Hills because I know so many of the people that either live in yeah. the Southern Hills or Rapid. Yeah. and You know had, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I, I, sometimes I'm like, do I know everyone? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are your parents like? What do they do? So my dad um, used to sell life insurance, but yeah. now... Um, he's kind of retired, cool. but in his little mid time, he was a, we called him a slum landlord. <laughs> um, he, he had several rentals with the college there. Okay. So, um, he had his own little trailer park and yeah. our summer jobs were painting and mowing for him. Cool. Um, Good. so it was, yeah, he definitely taught us the work ethic. Sure. Um, my stepmom is a teacher, okay. um, an elementary teacher. Um, and then my mom um, has kind of floated around on different jobs. Her her education is in um, child, early childhood development. Okay. Um, but more recently, she's been working a lot at the Civic Center as a stagehand and does like all of the lights cool. for the concerts. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of been interesting having her on the event side of things. Yeah. Like having that understanding. Um, and then she also works at our family ranch okay. um, in between Hot Springs and uh, Custer. Sure. So she sure. also has a huge work ethic. Sure. And your siblings, where do they live now? Uh, my older brother lives here in Rapid. Okay. And then my younger brother is a rancher kind of down where our ranch is, our yeah. family ranch. Um, so kind of in between Hot Springs and Custer. Sure. Yeah. Cool. You were a pageant girl as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your pageants. <laughs> oh, Riley. 
We were hoping I was going to skip over that one today. <laughs> no, actually, I think the pageant world teaches people a lot of um, poise and interview skills. Um, it, it's taught yes. me a lot in my life. Sure. Um, I would say I'm not a pageant girl, but I've done pageants. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to quit in the full yeah. pageant girl title. <laughs> um, I was not one that like had to keep repeating to you know win a certain title. It was never for a title for me. Sure. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of things in my life yeah. that is like resume builders. Yes. And right. I will honestly say that my like big gig out of college probably was due to my interview skills that I've gained from cool. the pageant world. So I'm not saying pageants are bad, <laughs> but I am not saying I'm a pageant girl. Okay. <laughs> We're not claiming that full title. <laughs> After graduating from Shadron, what was the plan? Where'd you go from there? Yeah, I actually went to the University of South Dakota. Okay. Um, my cousin Kyle Fisher went to yes. uh, USD, and yes. there was a group of them, and we all thought, gosh, it would be so fun to go and continue our lake partying yes. um, from our senior year. So mm-hmm. we had great time at the lake our senior year, and so mm-hmm. I ended up going to USD. Okay. Um, hated USD. Could mm-hmm. not even bring myself, I think probably because I'm a small-town girl, to join a fraternity <laughs> or Greek life in general. <laughs> So not a sorority girl, okay. not a pageant girl. Okay. <laughs> We're making that very clear. <laughs> there was like girls going up and down our hall. Um, my roommate and I were like, what is happening? These girls are like crying because it was rush week. Oh, and we yeah. were like, this is not our cup of tea. No. So this is um, an unknown fact about me. We actually were like, we have to be involved in something or right. we don't belong here. So right. we went and tried out for the rugby team. <laughs> no way. <laughs> No way. Yeah. So um, we lasted like halfway through the practice because the girls were like so intense. Yeah. Like rugby girls are intense. Yeah. And so my my roommate claimed that she was like sick or something. And so we left halfway through. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that was when we knew we should probably just transfer. Sure. That this was not. So my random roommate at USD and I transferred to Black Hill State. Okay. And um, that's where the rest is history. Cool. I graduated from Black Hill State. Cool. Same. Go Yellow Jackets. Yes. Uh, your husband, Dan, and yourself were married in August of 2019. How did the two of you meet? Yeah. Um, pretty much through work and mutual friends. Okay. Yeah. Pretty okay. traditional okay. meeting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't meet on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, quite, yeah. That's yeah. I would say common. like 50% of my couples probably met on 100%. Tinder. Yeah. Like, so. Always. Yeah. Dan is a primary care physician in Spearfish. His days are filled and busy. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, crazy stuff going on in the world. Yeah. Going good. Yeah. Good. He's he's a good doctor. Good. He's very, he thinks deep and yeah. yeah, he has like a unique, it's interesting. Very focused, I would imagine. Yeah, very focused. And to top it off, you are running one of the busiest wedding venues in the area. Located in just north of Spearfish on the way to Belfouche, the barn at Aspen Acres was an, an idea that the two of you came up with shortly after getting engaged. Tell everyone a little bit about the formation of the barn. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Sometimes <laughs> you like, it's been so long ago, but yeah. I think what's interesting is my husband is a primary care doctor, and mm-hmm. I think he like saw this need in himself to have like an outlet, and yeah. I'm an entrepreneur spirit, so I've always mm-hmm. done like business plans. Like when yogurt shops were a thing, I, yeah. I did a business plan to see if that was viable in Bacon yeah. Park. Like, yeah, totally. Um, so I've always tried to figure out what that next and big thing is, and as we were pursuing um, our engagement and looking at different venues, we saw there was a huge gap, and mm-hmm. um, I think our mindset was much smaller, but mm-hmm. then when we realized where our gap was, we... Yeah. We're like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we got to go big. Right. Um, right. And we had looked at doing real estate, like maybe having some rental properties and me kind of following my dad's footsteps in that way with Spearfish being right. a college town. Totally. In retrospect, it would have been great in Spearfish, yeah. you know, like with the market <laughs> that it is. Right. Um, if we would have acquired that. But the barn has definitely been a huge mm. success for us. So yeah. um, I think just, yeah, just figuring out what we... Sure what we needed at that stage of our life and what would last for a long time. Yeah. Um, As the inaugural wedding at the barn, you were the first couple to get married there in August of 2019. How would you describe your own wedding? Um, A blur. A blur. (laughs) (laughs) Complete blur. Yeah. I don't, you know, I remember pieces and parts of my wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the human memory is so weird. It's, it, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, and I, re- you know, like significantly, I remember like putting together tables the day before my wedding and yeah. no one else has that experience. But yeah. I, I think honestly, the coolest thing about my wedding was how many people came together and pitched in to make my wedding happen. Totally. Um, and how there was a lot of like pieces to it all that mm. were like complete shit shows, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but everyone kind of just came together and made yeah. it happen. And that yeah. was really cool. So I, you know, my wedding day, and I think that's probably true to everyone's, everyone's yeah. day. But yeah, for me, it was, I kind of wish I could redo it in the sense of like, we didn't get to have our ceremony on our ceremony site because the grass wasn't completed. And sure. some of those like things that really don't matter yeah. at the end of the day, like it was really about everyone coming together and being a family. But there's some pieces that maybe I didn't, I don't think I got the full barn experience <laughs> that I'm <laughs> Not providing. Not today. Yeah. yeah, totally. Which also, I mean, makes somebody proud that yeah. they can say, you know. How far you've come. Yeah. Yeah. Even before your own wedding, you had already had dozens of weddings booked prior to the completion of the barn. Um, how was it feeling? How did you feel booking weddings to somewhere that was not completely built? Looking back, yeah, I, I yeah. think that I'm like so honored that people trusted in yeah. me. But I think that also goes to like, I probably have a high energy of I can sell a pen to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could, yes. <laughs> That's so bad. But um, I think. I was able to describe my vision well enough. And Mm. I think we had enough people in place that I had enough confidence to say, I know this will get done um, one way or another. And honestly, I mean, there was really not ever a case that I I think that there was maybe some grass that wasn't grown that should have been grown for somebody's wedding to make it more experience, a better experience. Um, But overall, I think, you know, we've been able to provide a, a substantial great experience for every single one of them so yeah yeah, it was kind of scary but (laughs) I guess we did it (laughs) you did it did you ever picture yourself being a wedding venue owner prior to this idea that came up or it's just like this we had this idea and we were running with it yeah I get this question a lot actually of like was this your dream or yeah I think my dream was always to be like a great business owner right um to be an entrepreneur Yeah. yeah But definitely not anything in the wedding industry and definitely not a wedding venue. And here you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think also it comes kind of hand in hand of, you know, in general, like real estate and rental right. experience and yes. dealing with contracts and stuff like yeah. that. I really enjoy like the business side of it, yeah. but sometimes it's, you don't it's even realize it's the wedding venue. Right. I, you know, I, oh gosh, I don't even remember who I was talking to, but it's, you know, the wedding venue can be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a great wedding vendor in general, sure. but if you're not a good business person, you'll Game never over. make it. Yeah. yeah. Anyone so, can be a photographer. You, I can train anyone to do what I do, but if you don't know how to run a business or have the personality for it, then you might not succeed. Yeah. Same as you. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think you can build a really big venue and yeah. like, yes, they may come if you build it, but... Yeah. If you don't have a good experience, you're going to get bad reviews and the life, you know, the story goes on. So I think being ultimately a good business owner is more important than what you own. Yes. Now, for anyone not in the area, uh, the Barna Aspen Acres is one of the area's busiest and top wedding venues. How would you describe the overall vibe of the barn? The barn. So I did a tour yesterday. Okay. And, um, (laughs) well, I do a lot of tours. (laughs) Part of your main main weeks. Um, And I love giving tours, but I was kind of talking about this with my couples of like, you know, opening up the garage doors and the Mm -hmm. vibe that we provide is definitely very much like an outdoor family Mm -hmm. social experience. Yeah. Um, You know, marketing words are like modern farmhouse or Mm -hmm. modern barn wedding venue, but ultimately, I think that it's. It's more of the atmosphere you did, you would provide. And we yes. had a wedding that moved up here from, um, the couple was from Texas and they moved their wedding up here from New Mexico. And she's like, I feel like we're in Italy. Uh, like, yeah. I think that you just provide like a good outdoor, um, indoor, outdoor, clean mm-hmm. atmosphere that people can just feel relaxed and... Yeah. And allow them to do what they want. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's enough space. And um, I think that's really unique is where you feel like you're you know, very secluded and out there, but you're really 
close, pretty fairly close to, to yeah. amenities yes. that you need. Um, so I think that also provides a unique experience to the barn and yeah. where it kind of sets the style yeah. part. It's more outdoor cocktail yeah. style. Totally. <laughs> I first met you in 2018 or 2019, which was inevitable because your cousin Max is a friend of mine. And so it was small world. Going to meet you eventually, I'm sure. You had hosted a vendor meeting with a mock-up and a rendering of the barn where you took opinions and feedback based off of everyone's experiences in their own field. What feedback from the vendor um, opinions did you use in the creation? Because then you, you added some parts or cut back some parts, um, such as like the full kitchen, right? Yeah. Um, so definitely, I think the biggest thing, the biggest feedback we got was do it white. Like don't have any pine, don't have any... Everything yeah. needs to be white. Sure, sure. Um, so I think that was like the biggest feedback. I, we took all of that to heart. And we, I feel like are pretty humble in the sense of when we started this, we absolutely knew that we didn't know anything about the wedding industry other than we were clients looking for something. Yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did a lot of research like externally, like not mm-hmm. in the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of references to different venues and we mm-hmm. were able to talk to some in Iowa. So... I think from that meeting specifically, it was what what are we missing here in the hills mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we need and what are some things that like, hey, don't spend the money on this. Right. We don't need it. Right. Um, and it was that kitchen that, you know, we had a full kitchen laid out and they were like, you don't need that. Like that most of the money. caters will bring in all of their food and mm-hmm. hot pads or whatever they call them, hot boxes yeah. and everything will be pre-made. And yeah. um I think if we would have opened ourselves up to a full kitchen too, it maybe would have brought in a different clientele and we mm-hmm. would have had a lot more problems and sure. opened a whole nother yes. can of worms. So I'm, I'm actually thankful we still to this day don't have a full kitchen. Yeah. Um, but there's still growing pains and things that we're like, why didn't we do this in the first place? Yeah. But yeah. we're going through it. We're yeah. you, There's always going to be something you can do better. Yeah. If anyone has not been to the barn, it is huge. I would describe it as I would describe it as a modern, bright, and versatile, which I don't think people always would describe it as that versatile. I mean, um, it is like you said, it's kind of a blank canvas. You can do whatever you want with it. And I have had weddings there that are super high end, high fashion, uh, super traditional and classic. Um, and then we've also had weddings there that are uh, unique to like our local Western culture. Um, I think any colors, vibes, or themes go with the barn. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely... I I think in the past I've described it as like a little black dress that so yeah. you can kind of accessorize up or down yeah. or yeah. just throw it on and yeah. go to an yeah. afternoon party. Yeah. So I think it's cool like that. Yeah, because we've seen it. Like every corner is decorated and then yeah. we've seen some that are super minimalistic too, yeah. which I've, is okay. And I don't know that I have a favorite and yeah. I like... Some people are like, are you going to get into decorations? And I'm like, no, because honestly, I like Same the variety and, and what people like and bring in. And mm. I, I don't know that I have a favorite way. Yeah. Um, I think I have some favorite weddings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or totally. favorite styles that yes. maybe align with me. But as far yes. as the barn itself, I, I love that it's able to do a lot of different things and host different events. And yeah. sometimes we get kind of closed in on... We have these example layouts and it's easy to just be like, yeah, I like that versus mm-hmm. like getting creative. But then we'll have some couples that come in that are like, we want to try this. Do you think it'll work? And sure. we're like, let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. How many acres is the barn? We have 40 acres. Huge. It's a lot to maintain. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we learned a hay. Uh, I'm and sure. Yeah. <laughs> a little ag. <laughs> kind of a little... Um, I guess a podcast tour of the barn is you walk in immediately and it's the entryway. Mm-hmm. And then to your left, we have restrooms. And to the right, we have their kitchen and bar area. Yep. And if you went upstairs, is the bridal loft. Yep. Tell everyone about the bridal loft Ooh. a little bit. Definitely my favorite. Your favorite. Yeah. And for a tour, I always save it for last. I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I The bridal loft is just like a clean, open space that has lots of bright lights. And sure. I think it... The colors that are in there, um, it's just really like, it's very light. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think everyone feels whew, when they come in there, yeah. you know, like I could see myself getting ready there. Yes. Regardless if they book or not, I mm-hmm. think that that is like a prime feature of our venue. And it's the space that was created up there yeah. um, was actually designed and completely finished by Dan and I. So, cool. um, so that's yeah. definitely, I think, our proudest space. Yep. And it's... Sure. Definitely the prettiest. (laughs) (laughs) 
We go back downstairs and you enter through the doors to the reception hall. Huge. Again, all white and bright for everyone. And then we go out to the patio, um, open air garage doors. And from there is where a lot of cocktail hours happen. And um, you have kind of multiple ceremony sites out there. Yeah. To whatever direction people want. Correct? Yeah. It's definitely a, probably my favorite space. Like sometimes you can just go out there and it's the birds chirping. And, yeah. you know, you kind of hear that. Yeah. just silence of the world yeah. and you look around and there's just so much beauty with the black hills all around and whether it's snow-capped and yeah. gorgeous and you can really see terry peak that day or if it's just like super green and yeah. you can see the yeah yeah or even <laughs> or even like fall when you can see like the yellow yeah. colors i mean it's every little season is unique and really pretty out there totally You've seen it all. You and I know (laughs) how this goes down. Tell everyone a little bit about like a timeline of a wedding day. Ooh. Um, I defer to the photographers. (laughs) (laughs) Ours are kind of the same. I think everyone comes in about nine and starts getting ready, right? Decorating hair and makeup. And florists and decorators arrive. Yeah. Um, Photographers, we usually come anywhere between 11 and 1. Um, You know, have first look, photos continued, Ceremony roughly between 4 or 4.30, depending on the season. Yep. Um, afterwards, a receiving line, cocktail hour. Everyone enters into the reception hall, dinner, cake, toast, dancing. Yep, Pretty absolutely. much the same. Yeah, and I I'll, I'll always go back to cocktail hour. Yeah. I mean, like, I think give yourself a solid hour. I think it helps your photography timeline. I think it helps Preach. just the, the relaxation of the day. Mm-hmm. It's kind of your time, the first time that all of your guests that maybe haven't seen each other get a chance to chit-chat. Yeah. It kind of just lightens the mood and yeah. kind of sets the tone for the rest of the evening. Yeah. What time does everyone need to be out? Everyone has to be off-premise by midnight. By midnight, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so generally, like, cleanup happens about 11.15, yes. 11.30. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of depends on the um, DJ and yeah. when they're need. To be cleaned up and out of there. Totally. And the vibe of the party. I mean, yeah. guests kind of... And I think that's unique too, that. is that like we're really close to Deadwood. So yes. if you want to keep partying... Keep going. Keep on going. <laughs> you got Deadwood to go to. <laughs> what are some of the biggest wedding trends you're seeing right now? Colors, themes, styles, dresses? I would definitely say still in that white theme. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional, elegant, modern, mm-hmm. kind close. of even... Yeah, like going back a little vintagey, like not mm-hmm. extremely vintagey, but mm-hmm. um, I I'm seeing. I think this year we'll see less boho. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think pompous grass and stuff like that will always stay in because it's timeless in the sense of color and something people like, yeah. like something tangible they can keep. Yeah, durability. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of my couples in the last couple of years like reuse their yes pompous grass or totally. they're in people's stuff. homes yeah and bathrooms and b- bedrooms yeah exactly yeah. so i think that's that's probably gonna stay yeah uh, i wish we had more locally and more like preservation of flowers because i think people would be really into that but there isn't a ton sure. of places locally that preserve right. it or maybe it's just really expensive i don't know probably <laughs> <laughs> in your professional opinion what are some trends to stay away from oh i mean Gosh, I was not ready for that question. That's okay. <laughs> oh, fake flowers? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> you guys talked about that last week <laughs> with Vicky. Um, yeah, I don't... I think they're just that, though. They're, they're yeah. trends. They're they're right now, and maybe, you, maybe you'd agree that you won't regret them until years to come. If yeah. You see it, I, I really think, like, picking a good photographer and... Keeping things very timeless will mm-hmm. never go out. Um, so maybe on the opposite side of things to ask it, answer it kind of in reverse is like dresses and mm-hmm. like don't get too trendy in the fact of like five years from now you're gonna be like what was I wearing? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So I, it's not even what my dress was, but mm-hmm. I I love like a elegant white like yeah. glossy dress that's just yeah. super timeless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's probably on the opposite side of, like, what yeah. what to do to keep your right. wedding time. Right, yeah. Every wedding venue is different. Some venues in the hills have everything included, such as cutlery, glassware, tablecloths, food and alcohol included. Some do, some don't. Tell everyone the overall of what's included in the packages at the barn. Um, so, 
Honestly, what Dan and I tried to create is we did go around to a lot of venues, and one of the things that we hated was like all these add-ons or yeah. hidden fees. Every or... fork, every plate, every napkin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like even when you're doing like a tent wedding, though, mm-hmm. it's going to come down to like these minor little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to create something that literally, like, you could walk in. This is the price you pay, and you get like a basic setup for a yeah. wedding. Um, and we actually like prided ourselves at first, like we have no add-ons, but then we saw this huge need for services yes. Um, yes. where people are like, I don't want to have to worry about that, but yeah. it's not something that was a service that anybody else offered really. Mm-hmm. So like cleaning up at the end of the night was our first add-on service. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, it worked really well. My staff got more hours. Mm-hmm. It was a change and we had to be innovative of how we created that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think honestly, like we create this blank Mm -hmm. here's everything you need to have a Mm -hmm. wedding and then we anything that like makes me bring in staff Mm -hmm. or um anything that like is an add-on like our arbor or something that's more expansive um that's when we start charging for our services so setting up plates and taking them down and cleaning them that kind of stuff but overall i think we tried to like just tables chairs ceremonies set up all of that and I think that's what sets us apart too is I have a venue attendant on they're not a day of coordinator there's Mm -hmm. a big difference Mm -hmm. um but it's truthfully having somebody there that you Mm -hmm. know is going to offer services and be around and and have a helpful hand to figure out where scissors are or whatever Yeah. yeah and I think that's also a bride and groom thing a personality thing some people like that checklist where they Mm -hmm. go and they want to know every fork every napkin and then some walk in they're like just let me just I'm glad you have everything included. I'll yeah. just write you the check. I don't want to worry about it. You right. know, and that's okay too. Some people they become overwhelmed by that. And yeah. That's, that means that they're a good fit for you. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you would agree that the wedding and planning process is an incredibly educational experience. Many people don't know all that goes into a wedding until they, of course, get engaged. There's the venue, the caterer, the photographer, the DJ, the florist, the decor, the officiant, the wedding attire. Um, the dress, the bridesmaids dresses, suits or tuxes, and more. What is the first thing you would tell any bride or groom planning a wedding? Definitely go search for your venue. Yep. Get your date. Yep. And then as far as like other people, so there's some vendors that have multiple days. Yes. There are some vendors like (laughs) photographers and DJs that have one day. (laughs) We can only be in one place. One, same with your venue. Mm -hmm. There's only one date for your venue. There's only one date where your photographer can be there. There's Mm -hmm. only one DJ for the most part. Yeah. Um, if you, if you are getting what you pay for, (laughs) (laughs) there are some, and, and I, I think this is important to say, right? Like there are companies like glass or images like where literally you don't know the photographer or dj until the day of your wedding and i think there's a big problem with that um and it's why i have such a dedicated vendor list and i there are some truthfully some djs i do not recommend and i have had experiences where there's been a DJ that like it was a very very classy wedding and the dj showed up with teal hair and a tie-dye dress and mm. And you're just like, that is why I don't recommend just from anybody like from sure. X or DJ sure. business or photography sure. business. I think, um, yeah, I think um, something to mention that some people don't know, which is like what you said, is some of these companies offer like an umbrella service, mm-hmm. um, like you said. So you could hire them and you don't know who's coming. That's what you mean. It's, you don't know. And usually who's it's budget, right? right? Like budget incurred, like, well, there, I'm going to save $500 and have this dj company come in Mm. and they're gonna do x y and z which is totally fine like if that's if that's where you guys have to save money i get it but ultimately you don't know who's showing up that day like you You want to know who your vendors are yeah yeah if you're spending this much money guys (laughs) we gotta know (laughs) (laughs) i think it's important for people to know and i think you would agree um is like you said, understand your budget. Mm-hmm. This is our reality in this industry, and in that it just it takes a lot for all of these vendors and their staff to make these days happen. And so, for anyone wanting to know your pricing, they can inquire with you online. But it is no secret that venues in the Black Hills are anywhere between three thousand and fifteen thousand dollars. That mm-hmm. that just is what it is. And um, you know, add that on to your budget of all your costs and stuff. So. 
these prices range these prices range differently in other parts of the country and weddings there can be 30,000 or more you know um I think understanding a budget you would agree is important for sure and I think every piece of your budget right like Mm -hmm. there's a, a specific venue that's now charging almost $60 a plate and they're not really charging a venue fee. I mean, mm. I, th- I think understanding what's included in those venue packages is important and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are paying for a venue, oftentimes you're going to be paying a lot less for a caterer that's mm-hmm. anywhere mm-hmm. from 11 to $25 a plate and that right. could get you prime rib or whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, prices are increasing for food all the time and uh, catering is a whole whole new ball game yeah itself yeah um but I, I think it's totally about the experience you want and get and i think there's a lot more that goes into mm-hmm. budgeting and yes. prices and stuff yeah you just have to dig deep yeah and ask ask your vendors like like yeah. you're saying like the only people that really know ultimately mm-hmm. experience in it are the vendors or people yeah. that have done it before right Probably the most important thing, and I think you would agree, is to plan far ahead. If you just got engaged last weekend, you are not going to get married this June. It, Maybe. At least with your dream, <laughs> at least with your dream, dream vendors. You know, like you're just it's. If the not, stars align, if the for stars you. align, maybe. But <laughs> um, you know, that's just is what it is. I mean, you and I have weddings booked out um, for the next couple of years. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, brides don't really know that until they get engaged. And then they're like, holy smokes, like everywhere's booked for the next year and a half. Yeah. You know, I just talked to a wedding dress shop and they said that it takes like, I don't remember, six to nine months. To get in. To yeah. get in. And I honestly, like I knew it because I, but I had like a year and a half plus. Yeah. You didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. Like it was just kind of like, yeah, I'll order my dress or whatever. Yeah. Um, But there are some things that take some really long time and it Mm -hmm. it takes a lot for the vendors that you want Mm -hmm. to align Mm -hmm. um i would say like eight to nine months so let's say you get engaged in december Mm -hmm. and you want to get married that summer that's doable yeah but when you start getting into like even january and february it's going to get tougher to book that year valentine's proposals yeah probably not going to get this year guys listen listen up boys (laughs) (laughs) think about when you're popping that question Um, so yeah, I think I agree with that. It's, I think, you know, eight to nine months out is doable Yeah. and you're probably going to have to make some sacrifices in some ways. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I think, yeah, anything less is going to be, you got to be willing to make sacrifice. Yeah. You know, I heard a long time ago and I love the saying, um, money talks and wealth whispers. And so... I really don't like talking about money and numbers very often, but as a small business owner, I will say it takes a lot to make the world go round, both personally and professionally. Um, I have my own business expenses, such as software or camera gear, maintenance, insurance. I have my assistants to pay and more. I can only imagine everything at the barn. (laughs) Um, And without talking specific numbers, what is your relationship to money and running a business? Um, I would imagine you didn't think it would be this magnitude. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. And I think, um, like my long-term goal right now is just to have like continued stable growth. Yes. And I think in my life I've had a lot of like spikes and, and kind of plateaus or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, even with my corporate experience. Um, like in pharmaceuticals, I, I did so well and there was these like spikes and then it would plateau off. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, with my experience with the barn, as far as it, it's definitely like overwhelming sometimes of like the success. I mean, you're talking like end of June and you've yeah, just crushed it. Totally. But I think you have to have this like long term mindset of like yeah. I have a lot of debt and I have to make it through November to April. Totally. Like I gotta I gotta figure this out. And yeah. You gotta stretch it, and you have to realize that you're mm-hmm. making a lot in June to cover expenses and yeah. um. It's always humbling. Like I have a great bookkeeper and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, April becomes like an expensive month for us for landscaping, all these sure, other things. Sure. And sometimes I'm like, oh man, she's going to think I'm crazy this yeah. month. But I think she has that long-term goal of like, you're going to be fine in June. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. This you're all fine. recoups. And, yeah. But I do think, you know, especially in this industry, there's like, June feels great. And yeah. then you get to like 
March and you're like, oh man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Tax season, all that fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have shared some of my all-time favorite weddings together. Um, to name a few, Megan and Travis, Morgan and Trey, Peyton and Trevor, Kaylee and Colin, Anastasia and Zachary. What are some of your favorite days that you had? Gosh, Doesn't those are to really be, good ones. <laughs> it doesn't have to even be even with me, but yeah. Or what are some of your favorite days and why? Gosh, those are really good weddings. <laughs> they were epic, all of them. <laughs> I know, and they all had really, really good vendors. That's and they were really all hard. different vibes, too. Every yeah. Every single one of them. Um, so, I'll tell you two of my favorite days. Unfortunately, they're not shared brides with me, but okay. you'll understand That's why. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, and I think some of this is included in the day. I think, yeah. you know, like Morgan and Trey, like, really stick out to me. Um because it shows how important weddings and photos and, and yep. stuff like that are. Yep. Um, and honestly, it's ironic, but Morgan and Trey were one of my couples that, <laughs> and they'll tell you, like, I think we like rode around in a truck and like sure. showed them before it was totally. even built. So yeah. Morgan and Trey are kind of like on my heart always, but mm. Trey also used to mow my lawn <laughs> when I lived here. And so that was kind of full circle for me. But um. For my favorite days, I would say like the days that feel like true love is in the air, mm. um, like large families that are happy to see each other yeah. and yeah. that have met probably before and are connected. Yeah. Um, probably for me, the Rog Hair wedding. Um, mm. It was the wedding that was just relaxed and perfect and they were resourceful and, mm-hmm. and when they asked for stuff, they were just straight up courteous, like yeah. cowboys that tipped your hat when they met sure. you, those kind sure. of guys. Um, she rode in on a horse-drawn carriage, and so it's just one of those days that you just get, like, wet eyes, and you're just like, wow, this is why we built this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, probably my second day was, um, Jenna Morlock, um, Jenna and Josh. Um, Jenna and Josh had been clients for a while, and Jenna was just, like, literally this girl would drive, like, across the state to come to a wreath class just to, like, be at the bar, and, like, she was just so involved, um, and... When it came to their day, they had booked glass or images. Guys, this is insane. They had booked glass or images and... Tell everyone about what happened yeah. to with glass or though. <laughs> Just a brief... <laughs> I've never had like a great experience with glass or images. A lot of the photographers they sent was... They were like, contracted out. They were contracted mm-hmm. photographers that really came in. They were paid like an hourly fee. Um, they weren't the ones editing the images. They would send their albums back to this corporate company out of North Dakota the corporate company would then send it to somebody, I think, in Iowa, and then they mm. would they would um, mm. do the editing for them, and then they would send it to the client. So honestly, a lot of my couples had booked glasser images, and I had just this, ugh. And Jenna and Josh had been so nice and consistent that I had to have at their pre-event meeting, which mm. I always do 45 days prior. Mm-hmm. I sat down, and I was like, guys, why did you choose glasser images? Like, Honestly, I don't understand. This was just your gut feeling. This was just my gut feeling Mm -hmm. of like, I do not understand. Like, you guys are smart people. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh owned like a videography company and they're both nurses. And I was just like, what? Why? Why? Mm -hmm. And um, Jenna's like, Tia, it's so weird you're saying this. Like, I've had a weird experience with them. I just, it doesn't, Mm -hmm. something doesn't feel right. Mm So come full circle, I was like, would you guys be opposed if I like gave you some other people and you tried Mm -hmm. to get out of your contract and it didn't work. Like they weren't able to, um, get out of their contract. So they ended up having three shooters at their wedding, Mm -hmm. um, because they had paid for two with Glasser, but they hired, I think I called you for this one and I was just like, but you were booked. So anyway, so Cassie Madden out of, uh, Sheridan ended up taking the wedding and she like got them like so different sneak peeks, like a gallery of mm-hmm. different yes. photos throughout your day. Yes. Um, Glasser Images gave them 15 images of the same area, same thing. Okay. Just 15 different images. That was their sneak peek. And okay. Cassie gave them like a full album. Yeah. This uh, is before or after? This is before. The drama. Yep. Okay. Um, then, you know, like two, three months later, mm-hmm. um, becomes public that Glasser Images is closing their doors. They're mm-hmm. not showing up for weddings, which I had two weddings that definitely like, holy cow, we had to figure out a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for those weddings, but th- that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it, they were one of those people that just got like an absolute crap album. Lucky mm-hmm. they even got any photos from Glasser Images for mm-hmm. their day. 
But ultimately, we're, like, saved by hiring and spending the extra money to get Cassie there and have, like, an actual real photography experience. Yeah. Um, So... Us vendors will go like leaps and bounds oh, for each that other. That was a time. See, I mean, they had roughly. So, for anyone wondering if you did not see these headlines, I don't know how you didn't. But um, this <laughs> you're not com- friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> this company um, that summer, for all the weddings that hit, they had taken photos of, and any weddings um, yet to come, they they literally closed their doors and they did not give any refunds. Um, so, all of us in the wedding industry panicked one night. You. Uh, myself, mm-hmm. Marek, a local DJ, and other photographers, we were all up that night transferring um, couples to and from, trying to match dates for them because this company basically left roughly 400 couples without a photographer that year and the following year or two years, whatever they had booked out. So, so I had like a wedding. I think they got told on like a Wednesday or Thursday, and yeah. I had a wedding that Saturday that had, yeah. had them. It was just crazy. So yeah, it was, I mean, that was a total trip, right? Like. Yeah. But again, those kind of go back to those, like, make sure you know who's showing up on your day. And if they can't, then they'll find somebody. But But then that Jenna's wedding ended up turning out great. Yeah. And I still have a couple that absolutely, like, literally, guys, the only photo they have from their wedding is from a photo bus. My heart breaks for them. And they don't have any photos. So I told told the bride, I was like, hey, if you ever want to come back and, like, put on your dress and I will hire a photographer for you. Totally. So, yeah. It's just crazy. Well, all those days with you, like I said before, all those people, uh, all those weddings with you were so fun. There have been summers that I might as well have set up a cot in the bridal loft because (laughs) I am with you (laughs) every weekend, days at a time. Um, I have learned so much professionally shooting at the barn, um, being a photographer, because the beauty of being at the barn is that it is surrounded by um, the hills and peaks of Spearfish. And that it is set in the middle of a prairie. And so for any photographers that have never shot at the barn, there are not many trees on the property. And so we, you cannot rely on um, shade or uh, clouds. So you are shooting at high noon in the middle of a prairie, which if you know how to do that correctly, it's stunning. But some people might not. So that's just forewarned. You, you, you need We need to know what we're doing if we're shooting in, in these areas. I think you'd agree. Right? Yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> Um, I think there are people that are scared of it. And I think like there's questions you should ask your photographer. Mm -hmm. Have you shot there? Is it intimidating to you? Would you like some extra time to go offsite to shaded areas? I love it though. It's so cool. It's so bright. So bright like you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, at at the open house when you had your open house for when the barn opened, Mm. Megan and I stopped by and I remember we were inside and she just turned to me and she was like, this is it. We hadn't even gotten engaged at that Meg. time, but she knew that that was the place. And we were married in July of 2021 this past year, and it was the best day ever. Your staff, who I know and are friends with many, I mean, they we couldn't have done it without all of you or them. It was just, like, the best day. So It was the best day. One funny story from that day. <laughs> I hope it's the tree. It is. <laughs> so our officiant, Todd, had really insisted that we do a unity part of our ceremony. This Where is, is that thing? Oh, it's dead. So- oh, no! <laughs> so this can oftentimes be a tying of a cord of three strands, a sand ceremony, a foot washing ceremony, or, or whatever. We chose to do a tree watering ceremony, and we had gotten a money tree from Jolly Lane like a few days before, and obviously <laughs> hoping for good luck in the future. I remember during the ceremony as Todd was talking, we had already done our vows and I knew that the tree playing ceremony was coming up and I realized, I was like, shit, we forgot to bring it out here. (laughs) And thank God for you and Natalie, because when Todd was announcing that part, you two brought it out with water and vases and it was a miracle. (laughs) I mean, what were you thinking at that time? Well, so... I'll be honest, there's so many things going on behind the scenes that you yes. don't really know what part of the ceremony they're at. Yeah, it's all a blur. And yeah. so I went up to Kelsey and I was like, have they got to this part yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, no, not yet. And I was like, she's like, but I don't really know. Like, I, I mean, they ha- maybe they played it off because yeah. it's not there. Right. And I was like, well, I'm just going to stand here with this tree in the back <laughs> for a while to figure out if they've gotten to it yet. And somehow we like saw it in the I don't even know it's just like one of those things that happens that you're just like yeah Yeah. how did you how did you even figure that out so there was a tree in the front of the building like completely opposite of where we're working and I saw it and I was like oh man I think that's their like tree their watering tree 
So I was bringing it out there and Natalie somehow saw like these tiny little glasses yeah. that were blending into everything on the table. And she's yeah. like, I think this goes like dirt goes in this one and water goes yeah. in this one or something like that. And I was like, how did you know? <laughs> Thank God for her. Thank God so for you. I know. So she figured that part out. And then together, I mean, it's a handful. It was mm-hmm. a tree and these mm-hmm. two things. Was it water? And yeah, both? it was water and soil. Okay. Yeah. Wa- okay. And like these antique glass vases. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, I went up to Kelsey and I was just like, I Kelsey, I don't know like how far they are in this in the ceremony. Do I bring oh. it up there? Do I forget it? Should yes. I just should I just run it up there now? Right. Wait till the part happens. Right. And so somehow, I mean, we figured out like we waited probably five, ten minutes yeah. until we figured out like good <laughs> God they haven't gotten to it yet and we look like heroes. <laughs> you did, and right when he said it was time, you guys just walked on out like you knew it, this was the cue. <laughs> like we were supposed to yeah so thank you for doing that yeah you're welcome yeah i that is one of those moments that i will not forget no i mean i walked down the aisle a couple times like you know flower girls and such would not go down you know without somebody grab a hand and let's go yep i'm like all right let's go (laughs) so there's i know alex alderman had she has some photos of me going down sure good good I mean, this is a great example of the amount of hats that you wear yeah. in a day and, and the amount of relationships that you deal with. You, of course, deal with the bride and groom, but also with mothers of the bride and groom oh, and yes. other family members and bridesmaids and more. I mean, what's it like for you and, and your um, other staff, such as Natalie? What, what's it like? I mean, you don't really know what's coming at you. you no. Just... And not everyone knows, like, the couple's vision, and we mm-hmm. try to have a lot of conversations with them. Mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, there's a lot of people you have to please and talk to for instance like other vendors and vendors you've never worked with and moms and aunts and self-catering becomes like a complete disaster usually yeah yeah Yeah. but i know it saves couples a lot of money and so it's sometimes worth it but yeah it's it's a whirlwind of a day and thankfully like i i think it would be really hard to be like a photographer where you have to be there all day (laughs) um (laughs) And I think a DJ's position, like we always talk about how much work a DJ would be because you have to have so much energy yes. no matter what somebody mm-hmm. just came up to you to say. Mm-hmm. Like it, could you just, s- it could be a great day or you're going to get chewed out for something that you couldn't even control. Yeah. You know? like, uh, yeah. Or you're blamed for so many things that you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fault, but no, okay. <laughs> exactly. What for you makes a good wedding day? I honestly think what makes a good day is like probably strong vendors mm-hmm. and days that really tr- truly mm-hmm. feel like the couple loves each other. They're meant to be in their family, support them. And yeah, I know that's not like every family member needs to be there, but you can still see like parents are proud of their kids and yeah. um, siblings are proud and mm-hmm. like this joining. And I think for me, that's like the most important day. Like anything else can go wrong like you can forget your money tree yeah it's fine (laughs) but ultimately you know it's about the two of you and cohesiveness yeah Yeah. and i think that you get really really get that feeling from Mm. when vendors all play together and Mm. they know and they Mm. vibe off of each other and Mm -hmm. so i think to me it's really about like vendor pools and making sure that there is that cohesiveness all the way through it right um, without saying names, what are some examples of days that went wrong or, or just broke your heart that could have been better for lessons for anyone listening to not do that? I honestly, my, my biggest thing is the outside alcohol thing. Like I try not to make it a big deal, but it's a legal legality thing. Mm-hmm. No outside um, alcohol. Yeah. That's not your guys's. Yeah. That's not provided mm-hmm. by us. And unfortunately, like sometimes it's family members that are distant that just throw fits and make it into bigger deals than what they are. Like, yeah. So I think that those are the days that I'm just like, man, why are you ruining this day when it's the rule and you know that you've done wrong? Um, So I think my worst days are that. Yeah. Um, I think, and maybe we'll get to this later, but I think just overall, like, small little things that don't matter, Mm -hmm. overall becoming bigger deals. And yeah, I I think those are tough days. Yeah. 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 That kind of ties into my next question, which... You kind of answered too. Is and my question is, what is the best advice you would give any bride or groom planning for the big day? And that you kind of said it. It's just about you too. You know, mm-hmm. anything could go wrong. And would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. 
Honestly, yeah, think about the two of you and make it about the two of you. Yes. Um, but ultimately, I mean, ask questions. Like, if you don't know something, rely on your vendors. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best advice I can give you. Yeah. It's like, what are what are three things? Ask each one of your vendors, like, what are three things? And we all give you opportunity to ask these questions. Like, mm-hmm. we all have one-on-one meetings with you. But just ask, like, what are three things that you wish in photos mm-hmm. that people would do or right. not forget about or right. what are three things like that you just would tell people like mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. so like something stupid like especially from a photographer but like making sure that the efficient knows to like stand sit stand like yes. when to do that yes. and utilizing ushers and attendants and how to do that and yeah. Yeah. like ask your efficient to step out of the photo that you're gonna kiss right you know, right. some th- some simple things. I think your day would be so much better if you weren't scared to just ask what you don't know. Yes, that's right. What are some do's and don'ts that you would suggest? Um, I I think if there's any, like, awkward family, like, tension, mm-hmm. getting a day of coordinator or delegating a person that literally is, like, knows your vision. Amen. Can mm-hmm. not, and, and, like, a day of coordinator can be, like, a stress to a day and its day of coordinator can be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's ultimately how you prepare them. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding somebody that can kind of just be the middleman and, and mediate between all circumstances is really yes. good. Yes. Um, figure out your guest counts. Yeah. Which is for so many battle. reasons. Yeah. And people don't reply to RSVPs nowadays. Yeah. Which... And don't be afraid to pick up the phone and text or call non RSVPs. Yes. Um, my kind of general rule is guest counts generally rise as, you know, as you're going, like they'll mm-hmm. say, oh, I, I have the, in- I have to, you know, invite them or whatever, mm-hmm. but probably 75% of your invites, maybe less, um, will get, will get you an RSVP and then mm-hmm. probably 75% of your RSVPs mm-hmm. will actually come. So your mm-hmm. number is always going to end up being lower yes. for the most part. Yep. And Riley doesn't like empty white chairs, and I don't like right. empty white chairs. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think for so many reasons, you know, caterers don't overpay for your food, but truthfully knowing they how many know people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, other things like I think your vendors want to know, are you a large dancing crowd? Right. Are you a What's heavy drinking here? crowd? Yes, yes. Um, caterers want to know if there's like large portion eaters mm-hmm. or... If you have super large families or mm-hmm. wedding parties, yes. it matters for your... <laughs> it matters, yes. For those things. So, um, yeah, I think those are like probably a lot of the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Ultimately, don't ghost us. Yeah, communication is important. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're humans. I go to sleep with my work phone because it's my personal phone. Mm-hmm. And like we worry about those things or... Yeah. Even giving tours and stuff, and when they don't come back, I mean, that's hard. So no matter if you're talking to a photographer or whatever, a simple message of like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm I'm not interested, or I went with somebody else, or we don't know yet, Mm -hmm. ask me again in two months. Yeah. (laughs) Those are are meaningful things for us. Totally. So. Owning the barn, what is the biggest lesson you have learned? Um... I think that for the barn, for me, it's honestly been like a mentor space, Um, Mm -hmm. kind of been able to create my own like work environment. Um, And that comes not only from like my staff, but my Mm -hmm. couples too. Mm -hmm. It's been really fun to kind of be able to have experiences and good conversations. And Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I've learned a lot from couples and I've learned a lot from my staff, Mm -hmm. but then I've been able to share a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. kind of that teaching spirit of like, it is yeah. oftentimes the f- like first time that many people have had a wedding in their family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to say I'm like a teacher, but I think that there's some things of the mentors experience and mm-hmm. especially for my staff, um, that's definitely been like the best part of the barn. Good. Yeah. Before I had met you, I'd been in business probably like four years, I think, before then. And I had, I at that time, I had had this dream of owning a wedding venue someday. And it's exactly what you guys built. And 
and, but knowing you now, both personally and professionally, I see how much it takes to run a place like that. And I would not take on that task myself. <laughs> so I applaud you for doing that. Um, the manpower, the business aspect of it, it's, it's a lot. But you do an incredible job of orchestrating all of that. Thank you. How, how do you do that? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I know, but honestly, I think it's connection and the people you know and how you leverage those relationships. Yeah. Um, cause I don't do it by myself. Right. Like I don't, there's a lot of things I don't know. Like I've mm-hmm. learned, I've had probably the biggest learning curve in my entire life mm-hmm. owning mm-hmm. the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, ultimately I've been very lucky to know a lot of people in a lot of well-rounded careers. And yeah. I mean, sometimes I come to you and I'm like, Riley, <laughs> <laughs> you know, X, Y, and Z. And I, I think ultimately it's not me doing it by myself, but me utilizing and that's great advice for anybody right yeah. like yeah do you utilize the people you know whether it's parents or family or yeah friends of friends as friends totally sometimes it is like yeah. third i kind of know you through so and so yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so utilizing those i think otherwise i wouldn't be successful yeah for anyone wanting to start their own business of any kind what advice would you give them so I've listened to um, Vicky and Angelica's podcast and mm-hmm. both of them said like work in the industry or yes. do that job before. Yeah. And I would agree with them like 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like studying people of yes. like that work ethic and, mm-hmm. and kind of like looking at different people, like whether it's Steve Jobs or whatever, yeah. like trying to find that, but also like challenging yourself to do some more well-rounded things that maybe you're not good at. So, mm-hmm. um, I went into sales, into the pharmaceutical sales fairly young. And I would say that like, I've had, that was where I learned the most and it was the mm-hmm. hardest. Um, but I honestly had the best mentor boss sure. possible. And sure. I, I have had other jobs that I think prepared me in weird ways. Mm-hmm. So I think having a broad experience, whether it's being a teller and like learning a lot about money Mm. or like working in an office situation where you're just Mm. challenged by people or having, you know, the autonomy of a sales job where you literally make your own schedule and you have quotas you have to make and, Mm -hmm. you know, really working for yourself in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I think being well-rounded and having a well-rounded experience, um, I think is super important, but definitely like aligning and making like I thought I wanted to go into financial planning and then I worked in it and I was like oh hell no (laughs) yeah exactly some jobs sound really fun yeah and you actually might be good at them but you might not be happy doing it right you know I mean I think so many jobs would be so cool to do and I would love to do it but maybe if I did it for four or five days it'd be like this is cool but it's not what I envisioned and there's a lot of things in the barn that I don't like yeah. and there's things that are like surprising that I love like bartending I yeah. love bartending Do you? Like, <laughs> I, if I could just bartend and be my only job at the sure, barn sure. I'd be so happy yeah but yeah I think there's definitely pieces and parts of every type of business that yeah. you kind of just got to grind through yeah. probably like editing oh, versus like nightmare <laughs> taking the photos but it's part oh. of it's comes part with part of it yes it does what plans do you have for the barn or where do you see yourself in the barn in let's say five years? I would say a continual steady growth, not making mm-hmm. any like shotgun decisions, um, yes. listening to what people's feedback they have, but mm-hmm. also like understanding like the big picture of mm-hmm. that feedback. Yeah. Um, we would love to do cabins, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of behind the scenes things go into that. Like, totally. are we going to have to drill a well? Is that a bigger mm-hmm. expense than what we want to take on? Housekeeping. Who's Housekeeping. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so many more things that it opens, you know, mm-hmm. it opens up a whole nother, like outside alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. Um, do we rent it out for the grooms? Yeah. Um, do they family. get it all day? Yeah. Do we yeah. come in and clean partway through and, you know, flip it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of dynamic that, I think as a business owner, you have to think about and not just like jump. Well, it makes sense to, it does make sense mm-hmm. to build cabins, yep. but do we build one bedroom cabins? Do right. we build three bedroom cabins? Right. You know, there's a lot more like, just don't make a shotgun gun decision because it makes yeah. sense too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's now that you're saying that, because you and I have talked about the cabins before, but then now that you're saying the outside alcohol thing, it's like, where do you start and mm-hmm. end with that? That's 
That's a good way to put it. There's yeah. a lot of like, where do you start and end? And, yeah. you know, we've talked about, do we do like a smaller, like a lot of the Sioux yeah. Falls ones have done like a smaller open air, mm-hmm. like place where you can have a rehearsal. Do we do something like that? So I think that there's like a lot of ideas that pop through our head, yeah. but we never really know Yeah, what's the right, what's the right move first. Yeah. I, I want a field of all white stallions behind <laughs> so I can photograph. <laughs> I want 40 white stallions out there for me to be in the background of all the brides. So you can do that one request for me. Dan would like um, yaks. <laughs> yaks. That'd be cool. He just loves them. Good. So Good. he thinks Bridger needs a yak. Good. But Good. Um, I'm like, who's going to take care of that yak? <laughs> when you're not running a million weddings a year, I know your heart is completely with your son Bridger. Tell everyone about Bridger and all the things that you and Dan and Bridger and family are up to nowadays. Oh, Bridger is walking, kind of running. Crazy. So fun. <laughs> 16 months, like you yeah. reminded me earlier. Yep, yeah. he's almost 16 months. Um, yeah, he is such a joy. I, I think being a parent is um, so, like, so amazing because yeah. you, like, constantly, like, going to the park is, like, cool all of That's a sudden. like the best day ever. Yeah, yeah, and you're just... Like, uh, there's so much light in them and mm. um, so much innocence mm. that it kind of brings, like, a whole nother element to your sure. life of, like, just stop worrying about the trash of the world and, like, yeah. be more present. And I think both Dan and I are, are definitely, like, we need to just be more present because this isn't going to last forever. Sure. And I think that's more evident than ever yeah. um, for us. So. Any stresses with patients or any stresses at the barn mean nothing when you go to go to the park that day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or like sometimes you just need to come home and go for a walk, and mm. that's the best forty-five minutes of your day. Or yeah. but naps are really cool too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. So just exploring. I mean, gosh, it's just a whole nother. Being a parent's awesome. Yeah, so, good chapter yeah. for you. Yeah, cool. I'm excited for you and Megan to thank you get that. Chapter sometime Thank soon. Thank you. Where do you feel like you're at in this season of life, or what would you call this season of life for yourself? Um, I definitely think just like I'm very content right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's, that's okay. the first time in my life that I can say that I'm I feel like I've accomplished so many things. Kind of like you're saying with your photography business where you like check so many boxes. Mm. But I I can still see like futuristically growth and I'm a very futuristic person so I think Mm. that's really cool but I don't feel like and maybe that's why we haven't done the cabins yet or whatever but I don't feel like this huge like jumping desire to Mm -hmm. go and I have to do this right now because Mm I I need it like I feel very content and happy and I think that's really cool it's it's kind of scary yeah it's kind of like am I not doing enough but ultimately I'm just trying to like settle into that and um, be content and, and happy that I'm content. <laughs> yeah. You and I have talked a lot about that. Um, you know, I've had a wonderful career and you've said the same thing, like as far as the barn taking off, it's like, I feel good yeah. to where now, like I'm, and I think you would agree that I'm excited for new things for the first time, as far as yeah. like, you're not stressed so much about like trying to make it. And I'm not saying I have, or maybe you aren't either, right. because you know, I don't think either of us flatter ourselves. I, I never would say that I, I'm the best. And I don't think you would say either, like, I'm not the best wedding in sh- or venue yeah. ever because there are so many great photographers. There's so many great venues in the There's area. There's so much more growth that yeah. we can continue to challenge ourselves yeah. with. Yeah. And, and I think we're surrounded by so many people who I think are the best. Mm-hmm. You know, all those other vendors are the best. And, you know, I think um, for the first time, like, I'm content to be excited about something, like, trying new things. Sounds like you, too. Like, oh, we'll yeah. see what happens at the barn. And, like, I feel like very little loss. Yeah. Like, with mm-hmm. if I try something and it doesn't happen or work or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, totally. I'm, I'm fine with where I'm at. Yeah. And like, if that didn't work, oh, well. I mean, if... So, I think it's cool. I... And I've challenged Riley a couple times of like, hey, you should do, you should just try. Like, just try a little bit different, you know, whatever. Yes. Yes. And so... I think that, yeah, like you said, like if you have people in your life that will challenge you still, mm. and mm-hmm. my husband definitely challenges sure, me. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... Good. What is your light or what drives or pushes you forward? I think probably also growth and, mm. and figuring out new things. Sure. Um, obviously, like 
Bridger and Dan are huge pieces of my my light on a daily basis. But mm. ultimately, like if I didn't have a drive, um, sometimes I've jokingly told Dan, like maybe we should just sell the barn. Yeah, because <laughs> it is so much work. I hear you. Um, but Dan's always like, Tia, you would go crazy. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, I'd just find something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that is true to me. Like, I think I would have to find something else if I yeah. generally, like, mm-hmm. I have to have that drive or that work ethic or something to be working towards to totally. make myself better. Yeah. So for so. me it, to find light, I have to have a little bit of drive. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, you are one of the most inspiring people I have met. A lot of people talk about their dreams or businesses that they'd like to own or ideas that they think would be cool, but oftentimes they never make it happen. So I think you are very inspiring that you had an idea that you had and you did all that you could do to make it come to fruition and you did it. So uh, it has taken off like crazy and I hope some days that you stop and realize how much that you have accomplished and that you are one in a million who has created something as beautiful and unique in this community. The barn, I think, is a gift to the Black Hills that we needed, and I could not think of a better person to own this incredible place. You are valued in the wedding industry, and I am grateful to have a friend like you. Thanks, Riley. You're welcome. (laughs) That's, like, so nice. Oh. Yo, I'm so grateful for our friendship and being able to call on you when I'm, like, What's going on in this world? (laughs) Why is COVID happening? (laughs) An awesome and informative conversation with Tia today. As you can tell, we work very closely together and our main focus is entirely on the couples who have chosen to spend their day with us. Tia is a pioneer in the industry, bringing an alternative option to the area for couples looking for a unique venue for their big day. She has accomplished so much, and I am so excited to see which direction the barn is heading towards. If you are in search of a wedding venue in the Black Hills, make sure to take a tour of the barn at Aspen Acres. It might be the fit for your big day. Thanks for listening.